I'm excited because it's Psychotronicast. I'm Alec Berg. The talent is Derek Estes. You should do all the things involved with us at all times, every second of the day. We have a website. It's called Psychotronicast.com. P-S-Y-C-H-O-T-R-O-N-I-C-A-S-T.com. And it's got every single... I spell it a lot. It's got every single episode on there, even if some um, uh, podcast forums don't because specifically uh, Apple Podcasts do not carry all of the episodes that we have. And yeah, I think if you do whatever your podcast follower, there's there are a few other apps I've I've actually been using lately, and okay. a lot of them have everything. They don't go, they don't have the weird twenty minute limit or twenty uh, episode limit. So oh shit, well, yeah. Uh, shout out. Like, if you just look whatever whatever you're looking for on a podcast, like we're gonna be on it, I'm sure. Well, uh, holla at the people. What other yeah. podcast forums are you on? I only know Google Play, Last FM, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what is SoundCloud. the one I did? I just downloaded recently. It's like pod, I think I feel like if you go like I was in the App Store, I downloaded like podcast podcast app, and uh, yeah, it was because I was looking like for podcasts about like cults. Oh, and I found a few. But yeah, yeah and then they, they had to go back because I tried using Apple and I couldn't go back uh, to find the episodes I really wanted. So uh, yeah, the other ones they had them, um, and yeah, so I think there are a lot of more efficient podcast uh, feeds. So and it, and it seems like uh, everything I've, I've noticed, I've looked at, we've been on there. I think because we are on Apple, so they probably just like yeah. use the same RSS feeds. Yeah, we big baby, we big time. We're getting big, and we're about to hit um, one thousand followers on Instagram. And we're about to hit 1,000 RSS feed followers, whatever that means. So people keep listening and people keep uh, chiming in. So that's really cool. And hey, why not rate us? Why not uh, let us know what you think? Psychotronicast at gmail.com. Holla at your boys. And we'll probably respond because uh, we hate our personal lives. And it's uh, this business life that we're really loving these days. This is the joy. This is the joy right here. Trust. Anyway... Uh, I'm glad we're going back to a different format. Recently, we've been hanging out and watching the movies together and then immediately talking about them after. We're going back to the older format of we watch them separately. Kind of an, not necessarily the original format. But it's it, not. It, it, we, we, uh, a format. Something we haven't done for a while. Yeah, yeah, We're just mixing it up. Yeah. So uh, we checked this movie out, or at least I did specifically uh, last night. So I've had a day to breathe, or two even. And uh, now we're going to hash it out. But... Derek, tell the people, what the hell are you getting us into? All right, so since uh, we're doing the uh, Four for the Apocalypse uh, series, uh, I wanted to kind of find like movies that dealt with the apocalypse that maybe weren't as the most obvious, um, but also maybe had a little different take on it. So we've already talked about um, The Time Machine, and that kind of has like kind of post-nuclear apocalypse sort of thing. Uh, we had Soylent Green, which is like overpopulation and environmental shit. Uh, so this one actually deals with, for the most part, something totally out of the realm of humanity and things that we've done. Uh, so I picked a movie that I've loved since I was a, a kid. Like I first saw this movie in 1985, I think when it first showed up on cable, like probably Showtime, and I watched it a lot. So this is like the movie when we did a few episodes back. We did Sugar Hill, which uh, Trista Perez is like, oh, it's like you know one of those childhood movies I've been really fond of, and this is one of those movies that for me, like, I just like saw, and it was right around the time that Haley's Comet was coming around, uh, so it felt very uh, prescient. So uh, we're doing Night of the Comet from 1984. Uh, this movie, before I even like we jump into like the the movie itself, 
uh, one of the things I think it really has going for it is it has like a crazy cast of people from like other like exploitation movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, so like Robert Beltram, who's like, uh, who plays Hector, and Mary Warnov, who's like Audrey, like the main like scientist lady. They had just come off of like a kind of a hit like the year before in Eating Raul, uh, which is awesome. And eventually, I want to do that for the podcast. Does that point. sound? Does it sound like a cannibal movie? Is this cannibal? Kind movie? of. It's a. It's a really good. It's a. Uh, directed by Paul Bartel, who did um, stuff with Corbin. He did like uh, Death Race two thousand and. Um, you know, if you go, but yeah, uh, Eating Roll is a really fucking great uh, dark comedy. I don't know. It, it it's it has some cool shit. But uh, both of them, and then Mary Warnoff is also she was an, uh, she was a Warhol superstar, and she was in like Chelsea Girls and wow. all this stuff. Uh, you also have uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, uh, who plays uh, Reggie Regina. Yeah, uh, and she was in like Night of the Comet. I uh, know Night of the Comet. This is this movie, uh, but uh, The Last Starfighter. Yes. Uh, you have Kelly Maroney, she- who went on. She was in stuff like Chopping Mall. Uh, you have Jeffrey Lewis, uh, Juliet Lewis's father. Uh, he was in like all the Clint Eastwood movies. He's in High Plains Drifter. He's in like uh, yeah, tons of those movies. You're skipping over one uh, one big screen credit from Regina, and this is directly from my childhood. Please. But she is a love interest in uh, Weekend at Bernie's, mm. and that's what I know her. Is she from. really? Yes, I haven't seen that in so long. But and I need I'm to like, because I love those movies. Because so when I movies. saw her at the beginning of this film, I was like, I know her, and I love her, and I don't know why and it took me a minute and i'm like she's the chick from weekend of bernie's and then i looked it up and sure enough there she is right there i don't forget those eyebrows anywhere yeah no she's dynamite i yeah she is such a fox yeah and um that's what's great about uh her look especially is she can literally be dropped off in like the biggest hipster bar in Portland, Oregon, right now, and just totally look like she belongs in 2018. But she has better hair than everybody. Absolutely. I mean, nobody has hair like that. Mm-hmm. She's like a woman, Kurt Russell. I know. That's true. <laughs> she is. It's amazing that she wasn't a bigger star. Like, we'll talk about that later, I guess, as we get into okay. the movie. But um, no, yeah. this is interesting because. I listened to the Projection Booth podcast that they did on this because I immediately oh, yeah. wanted to see after I watched this movie. I'm like, what? Has anybody had a take on this? And they did, of mm-hmm. course, like a 15-hour take. But uh, that's why, I mean, they're good. I'm not trying to hate on them. Yeah. But um, Very thorough. They were saying the same thing that you said where, like, you saw it in 1985 when it hit cable. And it passed me by because I didn't have, like, HBO or anything growing up. Yeah. And... Uh, they were all saying like, oh, it's it was on HBO all the time. Like it was just a movie that was always there. It's like that, and I missed that, and I missed Return of the Living Dead. It's like those uh, yeah. two things I just never saw when I was a child. But like I didn't see this either, so it was my first time watching it last night. But uh, man, I'm so glad you picked this movie. There's oh, so many but... things to talk about. This is a really great uh, movie for an episode, and I just I really liked all of the. Th- Themes and the I, I look I got I, I look deep and hard into this movie, nice. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of ready to get into it. I just want to start off before we get into the plot or anything like that. I looked up like this movie didn't cost any money to make, yeah. and sure enough, it didn't. It cost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I did the the math, or I didn't do the math. Google did the math, and apparently that would have cost about three million dollars to make today. And it grossed over sixteen million, which would have yeah. grossed over forty million uh, today. So it was a massive hit. Well, it's funny because that um, also plays into a movie I don't think you've seen yet, but uh, I'm a huge fan of his Valley Girl, 
which is super low budget, early eighties, uh, like teen comedy. The Nick Cage uh, movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny because I think that, uh, and I, I would have to actually go and look, and I, I, I probably should have before I did this podcast. But uh, there's two nods to that movie in this movie, uh, where in when they're in the movie theater and they're in the El Rey. Uh, there's a movie poster for uh, Valley Girl, oh. like on the wall behind them. It's like cult classics or yeah. whatever, and it has that. And the movie came out like a, two years earlier. But also uh, later on, when they're in the radio station, uh, when she's looking through the record, she pulls out the, the Valley, Valley Girl, Girl soundtrack, soundtrack and yes. then she tosses it. Uh, but it's funny, so I'm like, but that movie is also made for like no budget. I think when, in the prom scene, in the, I mean, the commentary to Valley Girl, uh, uh, she talks about like how she spent like $300 for all the de- decorations for the prom scene. Holy you shit. Know? And that was just like, it's like the that, Napoleon Dynamite prom yeah, scene. Yeah, like super low budget. So yeah, I think that these people, it was like Atlantic releasing, I think, like put it out. But yeah, I think it was like, they knew how to put out like a quality product. This movie looks great too. It, it looks look cheap. so good. Yeah, it looks so good, and they're so innovative mm-hmm. uh, with all the things that happen, and they do. And it's I actually, as a concept, I believe this is one of the more favorite. I, I would have changed. I mean, everybody would change a bunch of things, obviously, if you had like unlimited money and time to uh, yeah. work it out. And uh, I was actually looking at some of the facts and. Um, like the specifically the scene in which they're shooting the Mac tens, they're oh, practicing yeah. on that police car and the gun jams. She's uh-huh. like, Dad would have got us Uzis. That was <laughs> ad libbed because the director said, like, hey, like if something happens that shouldn't have happened, if we go off script, then just go with it because we don't have enough film in the camera. That's and like so gun funny. jammed and then they're just like they, they were smart enough to know that like these aren't Uzis, these are Mac tens, which I originally thought those were Uzis. So I wrote that down in my notes at first. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Must not be a newsy, and I had to look up like what gun is that? And it's a Mac Ten. So uh, awesome. yeah, I was like, oh, it's great. So there, there's like a handful of scenes in this movie where like things didn't go the way they were supposed to, and they just like went with it. Yeah, and they're just like, well, it's in the can, so it's so great. Cut, print, move the gate, and yeah. so uh, no, I I really enjoy it. Um, I like the the fact that with this movie where it's like. There's this comet coming to Earth, and obviously it's going to do some damage because the 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 bogus like Rod Serling narration mm-hmm. at the beginning of the comet cruising to Earth. I really like the how it just goes like the last time a comet like this came to Earth was when the dinosaurs were around. Yeah, totally. And we all know what happened to them, and totally. it's like that's fucking dope. It's like what did happen to the dinosaurs? You don't know. I know. So it's like yeah, maybe a comet did come and just fuck it all up and just like shift. Like, just wipe everybody off the face of the earth and start over. So it's like, now it's round two, 65 million years later. Exactly. So, so cool. This movie, so like, so I guess, yeah, so that, you know, so, so there's this comet coming to earth, and everyone's kind of like freaking out and excited, and it's like New Year's Eve, and, you know, everyone's running around. So you have, uh, you end up meeting uh, Reggie, uh, Regina, who works at, she's like a, uh, like I don't know what they, they I want concierge, uh, you know, like a uh, concession, not a, a concession. concession. Eh. You know, like she works in the movie theater, but it is like, uh, you know, it's still kind of like very Art Deco and whatever. She has a little outfit, so she's going down like through the, uh, you know, to check out the audience or whatever, you know, with the the flashlight. But she's really into this video game, like Tempest, and she's like yeah. super into it. Which is she, a real game. I used to play that when I was a oh, kid. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's a real, real But she game. ends up, like, there's this uh, little gag in there where she, like, ends up kind of, you know, getting a high score. And she's, you know, the ace of this game. But then she realizes that someone's beat her high score and their DMK yeah. is their initials. Uh, and that will come back later. I immediately have a gripe about that. Yeah. Because a little bit later in the film, she's like, 
fuck that. I'm going to get that score off the map. And she plays the game once, gets sixth place, and then his name disappears. He would move to seventh place. He wouldn't just oh, yeah. disappear. But he just he she played the game and then she got sixth place and then he was gone from the leaderboard and I'm like that's not how the top ten works. I'll let that slide. I love that you know yeah I, I <laughs> totally that totally went past me. But um, I understand like they wouldn't like have to like that means they'd have to show her playing the game like six times or like uh, whatever yeah. to like get him off of the board. So I'm like all right they just well, gotta, we just need to like you get it up. she's moving him. Well, it's funny. So then she ends up, you realize that she's uh, fucking the projectionist, which is funny because, again, this is another Valley Girl reference. The guy who's the projectionist is the shithead boyfriend in Valley Girl. Uh, so it all comes back around. But I also love, with this theater, the uh, like even the in the interior of the uh, projection booth is like it's all like Marlon Brando posters and like all this stuff. And he's talking on the phone to this guy because uh, he's trying to like basically rent out kind of uh, an illegal copy of It Came From Outer Space, like a 3D copy of yeah. it. And he's this guy's like, oh, this is like worth so much money. Like, you know, so many like, you know, like movie nerds just fucking like sell their nut. You know, for this, yeah. You know, it's like, it's funny. So he's like, uh, so there's a lot of like kind of cute little things in the movie. Because it is kind of like, they they know the kind of like the then history it, of the sci-fi yeah. kind of movie. And they're, 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 they're well-versed. And what they're doing, and they're doing it really well. And he ended up leasing it to that guy for $110 yeah. for the the screening that he was going to return it. I'm like, if the Hollywood Theater got a 3D copy of It Came From Outer Space for $110 to, to air once at night. They Which is also funny, they actually just played that in 3D like a week and a half ago. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, it was oh, like, what? they literally played that movie in 3D with the actress was there at the Hollywood Theater last weekend. Were you I was there? working. No, oh. I was working, so I couldn't go. But I thought that was really a funny little detail. You that, like, yeah, that's great. It's like, uh, so yeah, no, speaking of the Hollywood Theater, that happened just last week. And um, speaking of the theater that they're in, it's at the El Rey, which is yeah. in Los Angeles, a real theater. I used to well, drive that's by like it. a music venue, right? Yeah. Uh, they revamped it. It's like just um, near like, I don't know if it's like still considered a little Tokyo or like what the hell's going on in that part of LA. But uh, yeah, they revamped. It was like nothing in the early 2000s when I was still hanging out in LA. So I'm glad to see it like get the pep in the step and get back up. It looks exactly the same on the outside. Yeah, it's still the theater. El Rey Theater. Yeah. So she ends up like sp spending the night uh, with her projectionist boyfriend upstairs. Uh, and then she ends up like, you know, talking to like her sister. Uh, we, we end up being introduced to uh, Samantha. Another thing that's like funny about this movie is both women who are, uh, you know, it's almost a, like a feminist, you know, I mean, they both have boys' names. I know, yeah. Like Regina's Reggie and Sam. Yeah. Uh, just, you see me her, but she's like in her little like uh, like cheerleader outfit. Yeah, it's the Rebels. Just, yeah, the Rebels. But then they have my like high school name. Her, oh really? Yeah. Her uh, stepmother Doris, just kind of this like, just kind of eighties bitch, you know. And she's like, you need to like come out in this party. She's like, I want to fucking party, and they get in this whole like argument, mm -hmm. this slap fight, which yes. is amazing. Yes, it goes it. Well, no, oh, yeah, because it is. No, what's the thing? Uh, Samantha calls her out because their father is a Green Beret and he's taken off into like, you know, South America to fight off like Sandinistas. And then, <laughs> um, but Doris is apparently like banging the neighbor, Chuck. And then, uh, but Samantha, she's just like, like, I don't know what you th your problem is, Doris. You're born with an asshole. You don't need Chuck. Yeah. You know? And so then, like, she slaps her face, and she slaps her back, and it just gets, like... And then Samantha amazing. punches... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. uh, Doris punches Samantha yeah, in the it's... face. 
here's what I love about Doris, is she's wearing this little white number that's like no bra, no nothing, and she, I mean, white always makes everything look bigger, and she just looked like she had like jugs for days, and like whatever, like I'm into it, so yeah. I'm gonna like research. I'm like, who is this actress playing Doris? I because love I can see her nipples through this like sweater, and I thought she was gonna have a bigger role in the film. She doesn't. She dies like instantly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh well, I have to see her boobs. So like, <laughs> I like looked up like clips. I was like, she's had it like at least once or twice, and luckily she did, and they're good. So oh, good job by you, Doris, good or Doris. whatever her real name is. But um, oh. yeah, just I love Google. Just image search. It's really just handy. whatever actress topless. I don't know how many times I've done that in my life. I'm not proud of it, but I'm honest about it, yeah. and I'm letting you know out there that I'm a scumbag, and that's how it is. That's but um, you're you know what? Doing fine. I'm fine. I've it's seen okay. plenty of celebrity dicks online too. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so the comet ends up coming, uh, and then everything kind of like you know they all turn to dust. Let's you know this is spoiler alert. Everyone turns to dust. Whatever. You there know. are all these little piles of little like saffron and curry. No, um, it's brick dust. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like little, like, orangey, like... I thought that was shit. brilliant, because it's like, you don't have money, and it's just like, these people are dead, like, here's clothes, and we'll just, like, like smash bricks or something. I love, like, the, there are little details. You and see, like, the clothes sh- yeah. split up, but there's one, I think it might even be Doris, where you see, like, you know, much of, like, the dust, the clothes, and you see the little, like, press-on nails, like, oh, all stuck around. That. Like, it's, it's uh, a cute little detail. Like, the people, like, setting the... The set, set that design. day, yeah. we're like having a, a lot of fun with that. That's great. They should have left. Oh wait, yeah, like she didn't have fake boobs. Trust me, I saw Doris. But um, <laughs> it'd be funny if just there's just like two gel, like silicon <laughs> gelatin, like totally. patties. All the organic out. matter just turns to dust, and everything else. And everything is else is just like yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, so then, anyhow, we cut back to. Uh, uh, Reggie, you know, she wakes up, and her boyfriend is, like, you know, trying to get the, the film reels, but he ends up, like, he thinks he's the guy bringing the, the film reels, but really it's this, like, zombie that, uh, that attacks him and kills him. Reggie doesn't realize this. She kind of, like, wanders around, like, the theater, gets locked out of the theater, and tries to go back around the back door, finds, like, keys and, like, a bloody wrench, and then, uh... She ends up having a crazy. She see, finds like a zombie, and they like fucking fight for a while, and then she steals like her boyfriend's bike, yeah, uh, and they just like heads out. But it's cool because like they did a lot of like really cool like filtered effects, like where they made the sky look all orange. Mm-hmm. And it looks really like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of like cool production value just in the cinematography in this movie. It's I like how cool. the, yeah the 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 zombie looking dude that tries to attack Reg. Um, like has dialogue, like can still speak and think. Yeah, at least in some spec, and that's cool because I thought it was like, oh, this is gonna be like an Eye of the Living Dead thing where like the people that are still alive are gonna be like, Ugh. but no, like there's just still like just savages at this point. Oh yeah, and um, I really like what they did with like shooting L.A. It's mm-hmm. a pretty cool time capsule. And it's just awesome. And like, also all the empty streets. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It was like they'd have to like go on location as early as they could before business hours and then just get like shots of L.A. without any traffic or anything. And they would just be like probably like they would probably be there for hours and get like maybe like five seconds of usable footage where it looks like it's desolate. But it's like that's the dedication cool. and like just going out there and just shooting it. You can make it look like like we could do that in Portland. Yeah, we really wanted to. I mean, I drive home from your house. 
We're recording this podcast right now at 1.01 in the morning. I'm going to leave later, and like I'm going to drive home, and no crossing like the Morrison Bridge is zero. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like an apocalypse. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be done. And I really like, yeah, the red filters, everything about that is great. And it's just like, I love how Regina is just like, fucking smog in LA. <laughs> and it's true, because when you're going like... Uh, you're, you know, you're coming in to Los Angeles, like you're on the 10 or something, or like the 170, the 101, and you can just see like the fucking, ugh, it's real. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm driving into that. It's like Terminator Judgment Day, 1997, but it's not, it's 1984 talking about this movie. I know. So she ends up like, uh, she goes home and she ends up running into Sam. Like Sam's still alive. She made it out. Sam explains that she... Yeah, it was gonna run away, and she left Doris a note, but she really st- like slept in like the tool shed, like in the backyard overnight. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, it sucks, blah blah. blah. Uh, but then she doesn't realize what's going on. She's like, I was gonna go meet up with my pep rally people, but no one's answering the phone. And at this point, Reggie's kind of like, oh, okay, this stuff's fucked up. So they go outside, and she's like, yeah, you know, I can't fucking find Doris. This is fucking Doris. Like, this is all the people. Like, everyone's dead. So, like, it's Saturday. Where are the fucking kids? Yeah. There are no kids anywhere. Yeah. Uh, And so, then, like, Sam's kind of, like, uh, freaks out and goes back in the house. Yeah. But they, uh, that's what I love about this movie is they they don't really freak out too much. They just, Mm -hmm. like, adjust immediately. They're like, everyone that we know is dead. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, they just, like, take it in stride. I really like that about this movie. And I see, like, a lot of themes in this movie that would really play today. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff happening in Hollywood right now where it's just like, you know, we're only a couple of years removed from Oscars too white. And -hmm. just, like, everybody, every every kind of movie is through, like, a man's point of view and a woman is only there to, 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 I mean, just watch a Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, Stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, with... This movie, it's like the leads are like two chicks that are badass that know how to like take like throw punches. Their, and their shoot father's guns. a green beret and yeah. taught them how to fucking fight like a green beret. Yeah, and it's just like the the one of the main scientist chicks is a chick, and mm-hmm. just like everything kind of like revolves around women, and like the guys are just kind of like set pieces in well, comparison. It's funny speaking of, I, so I, um, it's different. I heard somewhere I don't know where it was that. Uh, that the Sam character, especially with her little like cheerleader outfit, was actually the inspiration for Joss Whedon making Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That he is, it was like the you know kind of like bubbly, you know, like cheerleader, but then also just like a badass. Oh. And so that was like the inspiration of, for making that whole. I never saw the movie. I obviously know what that what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I saw one episode of the TV show once with my friend, but otherwise. That's as much as I get with Buffy, but it was a phenomenon when I was a kid growing up. At least the television show was. Wasn't Jason Priestley in the movie? Uh, No, it was uh, Luke Perry. Okay, Luke Perry, and then uh, I can't remember the I can't think of the the girl's name, which sucks. But uh, also Paul Rubens. It was the first thing that Paul Rubens did after his like uh, his Jackoff fiasco. Oh yeah. So that was why I first saw it, like when it first came out. It's like, oh, it's like Pee Wee's back. But he also was kind of a scumbag vampire in that movie. Yeah. And then it was like years later the TV show came out. My roommate was really obsessed with it, and so I, I I knew it enough because it was she watched it a lot. But I I never followed it, followed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller. That's what Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. Yeah, that's square pegs. <laughs> yeah, we're all on Sarah. Sorry, girls. Uh, so anyhow, so they, they go back in the house and they realize they hear like the radio DJ mm-hmm. talking. So they're like, oh fuck, the DJ has to be this. So they go to the radio station and okay, so I first like this radio station. Let's talk about this radio station. It is the dopest radio station. So dope. It's just neon Ever. everything. Oh yeah, Every, the bathroom, the restroom is just oh, like it's just like purple tile, and it's got like that perfect coke sink. No, it's like literally like that is the room I want to do all the cocaine in. Yeah, no, it this I'm telling you <laughs> this fucking yeah, movie, devil in the details. Oh yeah, it is so good. You're like, what radio station has the money <laughs> to have this kind of like this dialed setup? K Rock wishes it I looked know. like this. It's... It may try to sell that. I don't know if K Rock's still a thing in LA. Also, the fact that like, okay, so this is the other thing too that I never really thought about until right now. So this radio station has the fucking dopest layout, okay, ever. And on top of that, they don't even have real DJs. No! They... It's all reel-to-reels. Reel-to-reel <laughs> DJs, and it's all pre-programmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're going to set up, we're going to set up this this facility, this building, that's going to be so fucking fly, and we're going to set up a fucking iPad in it. Yeah, and nobody works there. Nobody can, like, no enjoy the riches of this But the this girls decor. were able to make it in pretty easy. Yeah, they didn't absolutely. Like this right oh, in. it was so great. I... Couldn't I almost wanted to call you because I was watching it last night or the night before I can't even remember mm-hmm. anymore. I'm like blending all my days together in life, <laughs> but I was just like wanting to call you when I saw the scene and be like, "This fucking radio station, we need to get yeah. jobs there." <laughs> I don't know what like I get. Crazy I don't snake know what couch, and you're just like, "What are you doing in there? <laughs> what the Who fuck are you entertaining? This place? It's uh, really great." So they're there, and they they realize that like it's all real to real. There's no real DJ. And they, you know, kind of get bummed out. But they end up meeting uh, this other guy. They can't tell if he's a zombie or what he has a fucking gun. Uh, and it is Hector, uh, Robert Beltram, who is actually the... It's funny of everyone in this that he actually gets top billing. Uh, it's I, weird. He's very... He has a very minor role. Yeah, he has a... Yeah, he's definitely... It seems like a secondary character for sure. Um, all right, well, yeah. it's still the 80s, so they're still paying the men more. Yeah, that's <laughs> Even though the women are like, doing no. all the work. There's something 80s it's about like, this movie. Like, they're like, yeah, Jeffrey Lewis is too small, too far down the, uh, the bill, so they couldn't give him top, top billing. Yes. Uh, so they end up meeting him, uh, and then, like, at some point, like, they're all kind of, like, they, they slowly start warming and bonding, and... Uh, Especially, like, Reggie and, and Hector kind of, like, start talking things out. And then Sam's kind of just playing with the radio. And she starts just, like, talking out and, you know, whatever, just, like, playing DJ. Um, and then the hit line starts ringing. And then she gets a call and it's, like, you know, these people are, like, oh, they're, like, out in the desert. And she's, like, freaking out. And, um, and it's, it's these scientists who we end up, like, meeting at this point. So this is another, like, theme uh, going back to, um, you know, uh, the time machine, as far as the apocalypse coming and there being the people that decided to go below Earth <laughs> and the people that stayed above. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I guess these scientists are kind of the uh, pre-Morlocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you end up uh, finally meeting uh, Audrey, who's played by Mary Warnov, who I really fucking love. She's crazy. She is in a ton of, like, really cool, like, exploitation movies and stuff. And... Uh, at this point, she's you know her look is more severe, so she ended up playing like more like severe looking people. Like when you see her like in like the sixties, you know, and like in Chelsea Girls, who looks softer, she's really pretty, and 
even by the time she did uh, when she worked with Paul Bartel in Death Race 2000, like she's in that. Uh, I think that was one of the first like not. Oh no, she'd done a couple things I guess besides that. Uh, but it's like her and like Sylvester Stallone. But she even then like it kind of like shifts that that career change, you know. Or she starts playing these more like hardened women. Um, so you end up like meeting her, and you end up meeting uh, Jeffrey Lewis, Doctor Carter, and they're kind of like, okay, well, what should we do about these people? Like, should we save them? Like, what's their deal? Um, and she's kind of like not about bringing anyone into their compound. Uh, and it, you start realizing that they understand a little bit more of what's going on. That what the comet did is the comet sent whatever rays or whatever the you know. You know, fake science is like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's a, uh, you progressively get worse and you turn into like, before you turn dust, you can, you know, depending on how much of the, uh, radiation exposure or, or the radiation, you kind of first turn to like a zombie before you turn to dust and you lose whatever. Um, but you lose like the, your ability to like whatever intelligence that you have left. Mm -hmm. Like she's, uh, the, uh, she's losing it. Herself. She's losing it. And then she even points out later in the movie, just like. Yeah, well, we're so smart, we're, like, underground, but who left the vents open when the comment happened? Yeah. Which is, like, we're, Jesus, you guys are yeah. retarded. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, so you kind of, like, you, you get the glimpse of these people, and they're, they're going to go out and try to find people. So then you end up cutting to uh, this scene of Sam drunk driving in a wedding dress. Yeah. And she's just, like, partying and just, like, driving around. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then she ends up, like, getting pulled over. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. Like, what the hell? Like, and she, like, yeah, really, she has, like, her fucking beer in her hand. She has to toss that and the mints. <laughs> I love Sam. I thought I loved Regina. I, like, love Regina physically, mm -hmm. but I really love, like, the, the personal side of Samantha because, like, I'm such a Samantha because <laughs> <laughs> I literally did that when I got my DUI. I got pulled over holding a beer and I was like, oh shit. And I threw my beer in the back of the car. <laughs> there was already like an 18 box that was like half gone, like spilled out over the car. I was doomed from the get go. But like I had that moment <laughs> and I was wearing a wedding dress now. <laughs> but uh, no, that was great. That whole scene is awesome because that's what's great about this movie is it feels like, I know I haven't seen Valley Girl, but it's like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High or something where it feels yeah. like it's like, you know, it's a summer movie and it's like no one's in school and we're teenagers and we're beautiful and our hair's big and like it is what it is. And then there's other parts of the movie where it's like, oh, this is kind of funny. And then it's just like scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like that scene is like legitimately like a horror scene. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, it well, reminds see, you, me. Also, you, know, you get like intimidated. You're like, you're like being pulled over by cops. Like that's a tense yeah, thing. And then when the cops show up and they end up being these fucking zombie things. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It kind of like, reminds me of John Carpenter's They Live. It does. It's funny because this movie does have like. Like, there were certain things in this movie that I was thinking, like, John Carpenter almost could have made this movie. Especially, I was even thinking about the way that he'll sometimes use, like, tough women. Like, when you see, like, uh, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, like, that woman. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, like, she's a fucking badass. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, her fucking father was a Green Beret, too. And, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's great. So you end up seeing that, and then she ends up, like, waking up in the radio station. She It was, like, some, you know, nightmare. Yeah. So she, like... Gets up, and then she goes into the cocaine bathroom and starts, like, you know, just you know, give herself a horse bath in yeah. the sink. Uh, Which, I've done that, yeah. too, in jail. So, like, <laughs> Samantha, 
you and I, girl. Like, we've done this. Like, I love Samantha. We went to the same high school, the Rebels. Like, I don't know. I know. Shit. It's just like your alternate reality girlfriend. It really is. It should, yeah. On a previous life. I know, totally. That, that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I know, totally, exactly, yeah, because you were born, like, right after this movie was made, so maybe you died. Yeah, yeah. You were her boyfriend who died, and you reincarnated. Yeah, she died, and then I'm the reincarnation <laughs> of Samantha. Yes. And that makes sense. Just All of this is so great. Uh, so then, uh, while she's, like, taking the horse bath, she's again attacked. <laughs> yeah. By, like, the crazy, like, zombie cop. Uh, and then she wakes up again, and then it's, like, Reggie and Hector... And they're like, what the fuck? And um, and, and Reggie's you know, talking about like his home, like back wherever, East L.A. There is actually a crazy line where it's just like, what is it? Like, I think he's trying to hit on Reggie, and she's just like, like maybe that works back at the barrio or whatever. And he's like, oh, what the shit. fuck are you going to say to me? Oh, no, like, I didn't catch barrio? that. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, fuck. It's crazy. Um. So anyhow, they're like talking. He's like, "I'm gonna go back and you know try to find my family and see what's going on." Because he had been like out, like he spent the back the night. He spent his night in the back of his truck, fucking some bitch that ended up getting attacked by zombies. I decided this woman's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you have the scene where the girls like are out. That's when they're like, uh, you know, shooting the guns at the car. Um, was it the Tech Nines? What are they? They're uh, Mac Tens. Mac Tens. Okay. Close. Um. So yeah, they do that, but then they also end up kind of fighting over Hector, because mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, obviously, like Reggie and Hector have kind of had their little like heart to heart and whatever. And Sam is like, "Fuck!" Like, there's only one fucking man left on Earth. Yeah, I mean, you've only looked in the neighborhood, so there's probably a few more sprinkled around. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you like, only and been then, like, radio only totally like banged every fucking guy I've ever been into in the last one. But then they end up like kind of getting over it, um, and then you end up having you cut back to. Hector going back home, and it's like, oh, this is also a Christmas movie. Uh, if you haven't talked about this, uh, and it's all kind of Christmassy. He's like, oh, it's mom, you know. Oh yeah, the in. Christmas themes. I'm guessing that when they were just filming on location, it was just like it was Christmas time. They're like, well, we just have to roll with it. Yeah, it's gonna make because there's no reason for it to. I mean, Christmas doesn't really come into it besides Hector plot. dressing up as Santa Claus. It's one of those incidental Christmas movies. Yeah, exactly. It's so great. Uh, so while he's like. Uh, you know, checking out the house, he ends up running into this zombie kid. It's so great because he's such a weird little like. It, the kid's movements seem almost a, too adult and athletic. Like, oh, the, I don't think it was a kid; it's a midget, right? Well, that's or what I'm thinking. So he reminds me of uh, what's his fucking name from Burial Ground, but more active. Yeah, no, that's what I thought too. Because I was like, oh, he's gonna suck some titty in a minute. But like, yeah, no, it's the same deal where it's like, oh, it's like supposed to be a kid, but it's obviously an adult. Yeah, I think it was. It was like weird. It was like weird. It was looking. creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that that it weird works. candy thing that yeah really like kicks it in. So yeah, I I love that whole scene. Um, then you had a, a little scene. You go back and you see Audrey back in the scientist camp underground, and then you realize she's like losing her memory, um, and you realize they're like. They're talking about going out and like rescuing children, and they want to like collect blood in the field, is what they're saying. Um, and you later realize that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a serum, like uh, to kind of you know prevent them from hitting this kind of uh, zombie mode. But they're they're learning on the the go. Um, 
And then you kind of cut back. You have the, the girls, and they have like their police car. Um, and then Sam has another kind of like heart to heart. She starts talking about like, you know, guys she was into and all the people she knew, and like, oh, this girl, like, you know, she didn't want her parents to know she was failing, but she really lucked out with this comet. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, and so then like Reggie's like, okay, like, this is boring being sad. Let's go to the mall. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting to talk about this. The fucking shopping spree. It's the 80s. There's got to be a montage. Oh, yeah. And this is, as a kid, this was the one of the scenes that, like, I would fantasize about. I'm like, uh -huh. oh, if I'm left, like, one of the few people, like, I would totally go shopping. Like, I would totally That's... just go, like, shopping sprees. Like, it was very 80s. You just, like, yeah. you loved the mall. You just wanted yeah. to everything. So, I yeah. didn't see this movie when I was a kid like I mentioned before but I had the same thought not of going to the mall you're about to find out why. go to the pharmacy yes <laughs> you son of a bitch yes no it was like once I went on a shopping spree I'm like what would I do and I'm like the first place I would go to is a pharmacy and I would be like oxycodone Norco, uh, like uh, all the good stuff and then still you playing girls just want to have fun oh my god absolutely <laughs> blasting it I would go to the like seediest used car dealership. I would buy my Mazda Miata, and I, I would steal just it. Be you don't doing... buy anything. Oh, why did I say buy? I'm on pills. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm just trying to spread the love. You're, you know? giving, you're giving useless money to <laughs> just... dust the dust people. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Pharmacy definitely happening and then yeah i'll get in a car and drive off a bridge i don't know what i'm gonna do but that's as far as i've gotten is the pharmacy oh, yeah. but you called it yeah, oh, totally. yeah that's what was happening and i love <laughs> that they spent like maybe a third of their budget on cindy lopper maybe was cindy lopper this you know it's funny what, how did this work like in the original it wasn't version, cindy it was cindy lopper but i feel in what they have now like on the disc and stuff because it's like someone it's, a, it's not the cindy lopper version of it but it's so close that i think they probably had the the rights at the time and then they've lost some and then now like no shit that wasn't cindy lopper that i know yeah yeah the one it's like it's a uh, that sounded like yeah her. it's very very close but it's not the actual like wow. song it's also very, i'm not a cindy it's kind lopper. of like if you watch uh like on netflix now they'll have like uh the wonder years and it's someone singing because the, they couldn't afford the uh, Joe Cocker version. No! So it's someone singing in the style of Joe Cocker. I'm uh, hell for my yes, friends! Yes, but it's just not, not the same thing. So you know that's not, and it's kind of weird. No yeah. way! So this song is definitely the thing. I think it was just a rights thing where it's like they, they probably had it at the time, but they probably didn't renew yeah. it re-up it they didn't renew, or like whatever it was probably not like for other distribution so it, they just like so instead of paying like you know whatever $15,000 for that rights to that song they uh, ended up just re-recording it you and did, just paying a lower fee that makes sense because like um, when I used to watch that 70s show when it first aired and when it first came out it was a shitty cover or not I'm sorry it's not a shitty cover it was a cover of Cheap Tricks um uh, well, no, it's uh, Big Star. Oh, Big so Star. Big Star sorry, it, sorry. Cheap Trick cover. And then it. Cheap, that was, sorry. God yeah, yeah. damn it, I'm fucking up the own story. But yeah, 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 what you're saying. Thing. It was like, it was Big Star doing it, and then it was Cheap Chick covering, and that's the shitty version. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that sucks. Like, the Big Star version is so much better, and I'm yeah. wondering if, I don't know. Oh, yeah, why, I think but, that stuff happens a lot. Like, yeah. so there's a lot of movies that are, like, tied up that we will hopefully see, but all because of the music rights. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like, uh, John Waters' motto, Trash. Like, that may or may not ever come out. Because, you know, I've still never seen it. It's one of the only ones of his, one of his movies I've never seen. Uh, because there's, like, wall-to-wall -wall music that he mm -hmm. just stole. Oh, 
I mean, this is sidebar, sidebar, super yeah. sidebar, but I feel like we're never going to cover either of these movies, so I might as well just get it off the one yeah. question that I have now. I watched Mean Streets the other day. I love it. On Filmstruck. You should get it. And uh, I hadn't seen it in a million years, and the last time I'd seen it, it was before I saw um, Scorpio Rising. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously influenced, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Scorsese's talked about that, like how he's super... Yeah, like okay. he was really influenced by Kenneth Anger. Because like the first same with David Lynch. And, yeah, like yeah. the first like twenty minutes of Mean Streets is Kenneth Anger's Scorpio Rising with straight people. Oh yeah, or whatever. And you're yeah. just like, this is that's literally what it felt like. And I'm like, oh shit, like. And also some of the best use of the stones. Oh like, my god. Yeah. Talk about like you know that's what got me on the subject was like the 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 rights to these songs. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no way. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, at this point, like, you, like, I mean, though, you know, like, I'd say, like, you know, for my, uh, my favorite Wes Anderson movie is, uh, is Bottle Rocket, and that he did spend, like, half the money of that budget yeah. to get the stones, mm-hmm. and there's, like, love, like, I think that, like, uh, but it works so well on that movie, like, when 20th Century Man, like, kicks in, you're just like, oh, yeah, and oh, it yeah. works so, it's so appropriate for that movie, and everything just works, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Wes Anderson has a lot of talent, but I think that, like, I, I like it when it's kind of stretched to that point where everything in it, like, it's stripped of everything it doesn't need, like, all of the, the fuss, but all of his ideas that work are what remain, and then you get, like, an experience that I'm more excited about, mm-hmm. like, where you get, like, it's so much, and it's so fussy, and all the, you know, the acting is very uh, mannered, it just kind of, like, I've, just, I've seen it so much that... I don't feel engaged with it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think that works. But yeah, he I know in that movie he's talked about like that was like he's like, Oh yeah, I got the stones. Yeah. You know, I got like love and I got like, you know, there's a lot of like the soundtrack of that movie is dynamite. Back to the mall. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that was good. <laughs> Sorry to get off. Uh, so they go and this is amazing shopping sp- shopping spree. Uh, they go around just doing their makeup and then trying on different outfits. Um, and it's really cute, but then you realize the cameras are watching them, and, uh, oh, there's also, like, a really good, there's, uh, a little bit of dialogue where the girls are still kind of, like, competing over Hector, like, uh-huh. the last man on Earth. Um, and, you know, like, Sam is kind of teasing Reggie, and she's just like, so, like, maybe Hector's just, you know, like, he has the same problem we have, and there's no other men. You know, it's just like, and Reggie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, well... You said when you hung out with him that he he didn't make a pass at you. Oh yes. So I wrote this line down. Yeah, he's like so like uh, Hector is either a gentleman or a faggot, you know. And it's like and you're in L.A., so what are the chances? Yes, he's like yeah, he's like <laughs> he's the last guy on earth. He's either a gentleman or a fag. So it's L.A. It's oh, it's so good, so great. And she's like oh god, but so speaking of fags, uh, these cameras are watching them, and then. You get, like, um, what's his name? Willie. Willie. Psychotronicast theme. <laughs> dope silk robe Whoa. with Willie embroidered on it. Like, the world ended and he was like, where's my fucking Willie silk? I know. I know. He's so on point. There's probably, like, an embroidery shop in the mall and he's just like, Done. he took it over. He's Done. like, okay, world's over. Willie Rowe. And I like how they were like the janitors and like whatever, and then now the world's over. So Some now of it's like this is, cute. this is our mall now. 
Well, so yeah, so and anyhow, like they end up these guys just like oh they're watching. I don't know what like okay, so like the girls didn't come in. Like are they just gonna be watching anyone come in the mall and just like harass them? It's crazy. But he's like the gang lord of the mall, um, and he has all his little henchmen. They're like all these kind of like cute little like new wave boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got done like checking out Devo in concert or something. Exactly. So then there's uh, a point where okay, so like, there's. They bust themselves out. There's like gunfire. The girls still have their guns. They're like fighting, but then uh, Reggie ends up holding up one of the guys. It's like a hostage. She's like, "Okay, like you need to fucking calm down, or like this guy's gone." And so then Willie is just like, "He's amazing." He's just like, "I can't have you holding one of my guys hostage." So, so he shoots the guy in the fucking face. Yes, and she's like, "What the hell? Like you're crazy, you know?" Like, and he's like, and Willie's like. I'm, I'm not, not crazy. crazy. I, I just give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's Sorry. amazing. No, it's, it's so good. such a good line. It's my favorite line in the movie. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I don't know who this dude is. I didn't look up his IMDb or anything. And he has a, uh, it's obviously a very small part in the film. But he nails it. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like. He has I, that, like, crazy smile. And his eyes are insane. And, like, he has no remorse. Like, the world ended. And he's immediately like, I can let my freak flag fly. Like, let me tell you. Like. If I if I thought comic book culture was is as exciting as this movie is, I would be a comic nerd. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's so many of these things that like work so well that I feel like even like superhero movies like try to play off. And I'm like, I feel this movie just does it better. Yeah, and also uh, another thing that reminded me of this, I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. And I kind of have because the chick that played Samantha was in Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. And the scene, I mean, it's basically the same shit that just went down. The robots. Yeah. Yeah, so totally. You're just like, all right. Also, when Reggie hides as a mannequin when they're That's in that right. Uzi battle or Mac-10 battle, uh, it caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, where's she? Oh, shit, there she is. And it's like, what? I'm like, really? I was also like pretty fucked up when I watched this movie. But she but, also has like crazy outfit that no one really wears. So you mm-hmm. just like, it looks like a mannequin. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you look like you're on Dynasty. I love how like Samantha is like literally getting shot at with like automatic weapons and a sh- pump shotgun. And she's just like, whatever. She's like, kind of like bails. She's like, eat. TV and then like she misses like you like that and like giving away her location they're just like and she's like ha, 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 ha. I love Samantha I love her oh this movie it's, so it's weird because it could be this would be like a good comic book or maybe like a um uh graphic novel mm. mini series whatever because there's so many elements in this it's like you could play to that whole, like... You could stretch a lot of this out. Absolutely, like, like the lot, zombie like, thing, like, like, they barely touch on. It's, yeah. like, two dreams, the dude in the alleyway, and then, like, kind of at the end, a little Even bit, Even if maybe. this is a whole season of a TV show, like, you could make an entire... I mean, honestly, who's to say they won't do this? You know what I mean? Like, but oh, there's so many little, like, elements, because you could do, like... Because even some of it reminded me of Lost. Like, the people, the scientists, kind of reminded me of, like, some of, like, the others and a lot of the stuff in that TV show. And then you have, like... You know, the girls and all of their shit. And then you have, like, the zombie element. And you have, like, the comet. And, you know, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot to work with. Um, and someone should probably get on this and, like, either get a hold of FX or HBO and Netflix and do this. Or just somebody with a pile of cash get a hold of us and we'll make it happen. I know. We, 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 we know some cuties. We can just put a, the, the two most attractive women that we know in front of that camera and just... Uh, no, make it happen. Give them some guns. We know guys with guns too. Exactly. Um, so there's also so the scientists have like kind of made it around to this point. There's one of them is just like talking about oh the shopping centers blah blah. blah. And so the guys, one guy's like 
It's just a monument to consumerism. Yeah, which it is. It's like it, was, it reminded me of like the, uh, you know, they live and just a lot of uh, the social commentary and that. And it's like, oh yeah, you're just pointing it right on the nose. Um, so the girls end up being like rescued by the scientists who end up like uh, getting rid of these guys, uh, and then they decide they're gonna take Reggie back to the camp or the like base. Um, but then Audrey is there and she's like, okay, well, like, I'm going to stay here with Sam, you know, and there's this whole thing with, uh, Audrey and then, and, uh, God, what's this guy? The other guy she's with, whatever doesn't matter. Oh, it's some twerp. Dude. Yeah, some twerp. And she ends up giving Sam a shot. She's like, oh, this is like an antidote. And yeah. Sam kind of goes down and the guy's like, oh, you know. I don't know, he's just kind of being a dick about it. And she's just like, well, what do you want me to like, take her out back and shoot her in the face? Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is a trip because I thought when she shot up Sam, like, and then, like, Sam died or whatever, I'm like, oh, fuck, this movie's getting, like, I didn't see that coming at all. Or, yeah. like, oh, she's bad? And, like, I don't, what are these scientists up to? Like, it was, I knew the scientists were not really up to the best, had the best intentions, but I thought it was all her yeah. That was like being super bad, but it was just like to like slowly find out that like everybody was shitty. I'm like, oh uh, yeah. damn. No, yeah, it was it was a pretty good twist. I was like, oh, what's going on now? But I love how like the guy's like itching for his gun. She's like, well, you can pull your gun. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, you're dead. Shut up. <laughs> and so that was great. But then like she's chilling, and then Hector shows back up in the Santa suit. Yeah, he's for the driving girls. that Buick, and he's just and she's even like, "Damn, yeah, you are good looking," and then <laughs> yeah. just gives herself a hot shot. I know that's crazy. Like that whole scene, like in the the thing, she like lays it all out, and she also gives Hector. So Audrey, yeah, she like ends up like killing herself, and she like says like, "Look, like I'm going down." Yeah, she gives the whole thing like we left the vent open, like. Things are fucked, but he she gives him basically a whole dossier uh-huh. of the entire like the whole organization. Yeah, like what's going on, what the deal is, and um, so then you kind of like skip away from that a little bit, and you you kind of jump back to uh, Reggie, who's being interviewed by Carter, and he's just like giving her the whole like asking her like kind of like those doctor questions you're going in to get like your STD screening you know just uh-huh. like oh you you're sexually active yeah are you pregnant and she's like oh no I thought I was once and he's like oh that doesn't really matter she's like yeah really to you yeah it's the worst three weeks of my life I love her just like <laughs> I love the women in this movie like you don't even find that in movies these days where she's like yeah I had mono and it sucked <laughs> yeah. and like yeah like I thought I was pregnant but I wasn't so phew like just <laughs> it's cool I'm like yeah that's how how people talk it's it just like true. especially it's hard finding i know you don't like the movie but i really enjoyed super bad for the, uh, yeah. the fact that like that's how high school people talked because i was like not very i wasn't super far removed from high school and that movie came out and i'm like yep nailed it like that's how stupid <laughs> we are like that's how we talk and that's how things are and with this movie i'm like yes uh, like yeah. that's how it goes like everyone's just like that's what's up well, she's super getting real reg um so let's see. Then you okay. So at this point, you also realize. So they the scientists have also uh, they rescued a couple other kids. There's like a little Asian girl with a little teddy bear, and this mm-hmm. other like uh, this blonde kid. So they kind of like got them, and you realize that what they're doing is they you see these other scientists, and they're like they're harvesting blood. So they're basically like you know knocking these people out 
uh, till they're brain dead, so they can just like try to be basically blood factories, so they can keep like using their testing. Um, and Reggie ends up like you know kind of making a break from. She realizes things are like getting fucked up. Well, also like Carter tells her that like she's like, oh, is Sam coming? He's like, Sam's dead. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah gone. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so she ends up kind of like making a break, and then Hector ends up showing up. With his, uh, within the Buick, uh, and he's like talking to some, like one of the guards, he's like, hey, you know, wanna, like, you know, check this shit out. Like, mm-hmm. he's like some cowboy, and uh, pops a trunk for this guy to look in, and there's Sam. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know, whatever, she's dead, you know. He's like, no, and then they end up fucking killing that guy. And yeah. It's like, yeah, man. And then it's like, and when Sam wakes up, I'm like, what? And then he's like, yeah, sodium pentothal. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I know, exactly. Sure, okay. I'm like, I'm glad she's alive. That's my girl. So, yeah, that makes sense. Also, um, I don't know much about the director, but I feel like he's playing... Um, I know he directed Captain Ron. I love that movie. Oh, nice. But I, yeah. I love that movie when I was a kid. I love me some Martin Short and some Kurt Russell in that movie. So, uh, with with that, uh, I wonder if he's just playing to like everything. He's like, what is... I don't know. It just seems like such a gay fantasy for like Hector to be like the cowboy. That is a thing. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, this is like pretty homoerotic. So, and then with like, you know, chicks like cheerleader chicks with guns, (laughs) and just like that'll play like people like me, and then like the Devo kids in the mall. It's like yeah, anarchy and just stuff. It's like it's playing to like everybody's like. like freak bone. <laughs> it's like there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody in this movie. That's why it could be a really awesome miniseries. I know exactly. God, oh, that's such a good idea. I feel like we should start pitching that somehow. We should. Um. So anyhow, there's also like things. So another thing that was making me this movie is reminding me of was uh, I Am Legend and all the different movie versions of it. Uh, where it's like the last man on earth and everyone else is a, is a vampire. Okay. And uh, so like there's like Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price is the first one and then there's the Omega Man with Charlton Heston and then yeah. they recently made it like 10 years ago with like Will Smith. But uh, this movie made me think of that because also like you have the zombie element of these people who are like you know to like kill you but also the only other people alive kind of like the Morlocks the scientists they're also like trying to find your blood. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's this whole other element and at this point in the movie uh everything visually starts looking almost like a Mario Bava movie. Like even when they're going through like all of the the corridors in the like oh, the lights. The bunker. The lighting. The lighting. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. all of the you know, and you get a little bit of that. I like see that. even earlier in the movie when you're seeing like when Hector goes home and they're trying to like show like they obviously put like pink filters over all the windows, so all the light coming in is like hot pink and it looks like almost neon. This is very like uh, the color element, but you, it gets, I feel, even more exaggerated and crazy in this kind of, like, this big scene where everyone's kind of, like, you know, uh, like, going after each other. And they're trying to, you hear, like, uh, these two scientists they're trying to, like, talk to the little kids. And they're about to prep the little kids to be blood harvesters. And they're like, oh, we're going to have this shot, and then you're going to, like, see Santa Claus, the North Pole. It's so fucked up and crazy. Yes. And Reggie busts in, and she's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what are you doing these kids? Uh-huh. And the little girl's like, we're going to go see Santa Claus. And she's like, that is so beyond fucked up. Like, I know. <laughs> you are all fucked right now. Uh, um, and so there's a scene where, like, afterwards where uh, Dr. Carter and his, like, guys are running around. And they, like, go in to go see the scientists. But 
you know, who are like supposed to be like harvesting blood from these kids. And he goes in, and they're hooked up to the machines, and they're being gassed. Uh-huh. And there's a little sign that says, like, gone to see Santa. Santa. Oh, my God, yeah. I was also super jealous of the people getting gassed. <laughs> they're just, like, laughing their asses off. Like, if I was ever a dental hygienist, because let's oh, face yeah. it, I'd never be a dentist, I would get fired immediately oh, yeah. for taking advantage of that laughing gas. I would just bip around. I've thought about this. From uh, <laughs> from different, like, DDSs to DDSs, just, I like, sucking all that laughing gas up. I have a drug problem. You guys That's realize. Great. It's a drug party. It's a drug party. Um, oh, I don't know why. Um, I wrote this down after all of this, but I, I forgot to touch on that. Um, there's a scene where, like, after, like, in the, the mall shopping spree, and they're doing their whole deal, Samantha, like is like dancing around in lingerie. Oh, like, yeah. That's interesting. I'm like, in front of your sister? That's kind of weird. <laughs> but then I thought about like, oh, my wife recently had a lingerie party for a bachelorette party with all of her friends. I'm like, oh, you girls are all kinky and probably like eat each other out when we're not around. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it may be dog eat dog out there, but it's a pussy eat pussy world in here. I'm quoting uh, female chauvinists because I've been obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. <laughs> uh, but there's a scene where uh, uh, whenever we get, like, enough people that listen to this and they'll cause an uproar in, like, half of the shit that we say, <laughs> like, uh, we're just, like, we're so doomed. If this ever gets really popular, we're so fucked. Listen, if you're listening to this, you're a degenerate. For so real. So it's just, like, chill. Yeah. We're doing all the degenerating for you. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where, like, Sam is, like, walking out, and there's a lot of shots of feet in this movie, if you've noticed. Oh, uh, yeah. I noticed that a lot. Like, when she's playing Tempest at the very beginning, Reg, in the movie theater, and it shows, like, she's, like, kind of tapping it's her high like heels. a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, uh, it's, like, panning up from, like, the feet all the way to her face. But there's a part where, like, it's dancing, but the uh, she's dancing while she's uh, playing the video game, and it's, like, panning up. And I'm just seeing, like, leg, but it's kind of like a baggy slack. And I'm like, please be a woman, because I kind of find this hot. And, like, I don't know. I still don't know. And then, like, it goes to the waist, and it's really tiny. I'm like, that's a girl. And then, like, but I'm like, wait, it's the 80s. Everyone's on cocaine. And then it goes to her face. I'm like, Regina, yes. So, like, it was such a weird, like, well, I mean, like, hey, I'm into it. But, uh, yeah. Another another, uh, Psychotronic cast... uh, Theme is confused. Confused boners, boners for real. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I wasn't confused for long, <laughs> but like Samantha walking out of like her little mall shopping spree, it shows her once again panning from the feet up, and she's wearing like these like kind of Doc Martin boots, but they're folded down to show like the flannel like inseam, uh, yeah. and she's wearing leg warmers over them with like leggings. Kind of hot shit. Yeah, that's like, great. It's like, yeah. I'm like, I, where, yeah, where are you? <laughs> Samantha. Love her. My girl. Uh, uh, so, yeah, then, uh, so they end up, like, kind of, basically, they all, like, end up reconvening and try making their escape into the car. They throw the kids in the back of the Buick. They all, like, jump in. They're about to drive away. And then uh, they realize that, you know, Carter and his guys are, like, after them. And they're, like, turning into zombies at this point, too. Like, they're getting, like, weird sunken eyes. I also really love that makeup. I think that makeup it's design good. is really cool because, yeah. like, the way they built it up so it just made their eyes, like, really sunken in and hollow is kind of a cool... Uh, it's it's It works for me. Um, so they get into their car, but it's been, like... Hector, I guess, is, like, 
loaded it. Or maybe, you know, Hector probably had nothing to do with it. It's, I'm sure it was Sam. Like, you know, her dad was a Green Beret. Yeah, yeah. She probably hooked their fucking car up to explode when they, like... Yeah. You know, like, turn it on, turn the ignition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they explode, and they're like, oh, so they, like, get away. And then, uh, you know, the rains come, and it washes away all the dust. Yep. And it seems like it's Easter, you know? And it's <laughs> like they're, uh, they have, like, they've kind of created this, this little family where it's like... That's, I want Reggie to talk about that. And yeah. So it's like Reggie and Hector and then the two kids they saved from the plant. And it's just like they're a happy family and they're like doing their little like Sears Roebuck picture day. Like thing. Polaroid camera. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like this family. I don't know. It was, that was weird. Yeah. But like in a good way where you're like, see, it, like ta- it's something for everybody. <laughs> if you love family, then you'll love, you're gonna the love lo- this movie. You're going to love the last 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> And, Show this to your mom. And that's it. Your mom actually would like this. My mom would. <laughs> she would. Um, She'd be like, you should date Samantha. And there's this cute little scene. So like at that, uh, right after that, then you have like Sam's across the street and like the light. And they're like, mm-hmm. she's watching the family. They're trying to teach the kids like not to cross the street, which also like these kids are like 10 and 12 years old. They know how to cross the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's no one else. And then Sam's like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, there's no one around. Yeah. And then she crosses the street and then like... This fucking, like, what is the fucking car that shows up? It's, like, some fucking dope, like, whip that, like, flies and oh, almost hits Oh, shit. Her. I should have rode down. I know. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then she's, like, holy shit. And it's, like, some fucking kind of cute, like, California boy driving. Mm-hmm. He's, like, oh, I almost hit you, but you shouldn't have crossed against the line. Yeah, Or whatever. Um, and then, like, Sam Stokes, she's, like, oh, finally, a fucking piece of dick that my sister hasn't, like, yes. dipped into. Uh, she gets into the car and they like drive away and his license plate. She's like, "Oh, is this is your car." He's like, "Yeah, I've got like twenty of these." <laughs> yeah, that's so good. He's also stockpiling. <sighs> God. Uh, and so uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, my name is uh, Danny Mason Keener." Keener. And then uh, you see his license plate. It's DMK. Yeah, that was the the person whose initials had uh, busted out Reggie. That's it. And I uh, I just d- had to double check. Um, oh, that was another thing was I looked it up on IMDb and the DMK reference, like for the sixth place for the the video game, uh, everybody in the cast and crew were asking like, does that ever come back? Does that ever, because they didn't, it just uh, never yeah. had a thing. And then, so the director, writer director was like, oh, we'll just give that guy at the end DMK on the license plate. <laughs> like it was just like last minute thing just to like settle it. Like, yeah, that's it. And that was the payoff. But it, it works out. It's it works a, it's out. sweet little payoff. So I had to look up Kelly Maroney. That's the actress yes. who plays Samantha. And now that I've like been spilling my guts for over an hour about like how into her I was, she plays like a teenager in the film. So I'm like, please be over 18. <laughs> Just please. She was 24 when they filmed Good this movie. Job. So thank God I'm not going to be arrested after this fucking podcast drops. I was like, wait a second. Also, she's kind of a dime piece. Look at her. Now, uh, I mean, wow, she got she like giant now. fake tits now. I know she looks great. She's fifty-seven now. Wow, yeah, yeah. she's. Oh look, at this. she's like on a she's on a red carpet for uh, Playboy Radio, and <laughs> that's her IMDb she's photo. So great, I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Get the fuck out of here. I don't here. remember her in that movie. I don't remember her at all. She plays Cindy. All I remember is this and and Chopping Mall. Yeah, me too. Huh. All right. Well, there it is. Well, there it is. That's, That's it. Fucking that. This. I mean, this is this is good. Oh shit, Reggie. I haven't seen it yet. 
is in the Apple. Oh, you know, it's funny. I have the soundtrack to that, and I've only seen parts of it. Uh, but yeah, the canon movie. Yeah. It's like Adam and Eve mm-hmm. in the music industry. That's so stupid. I, I can't. love it. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. And I love that. I'm, I'm so glad. It was like, this could movie, like, it hit or miss. If you yeah. were like, oh, this movie's so dorky. And, well, it is. And, but like, I went into it, like, I got it right away. Like, the intro, the Ron Serling thing, I was like, I see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, right off the bat. Like, they're not trying to be too serious and, like, whatever. And I just love, because this could have been really hokey and stupid if it was just, like, two guys and they're just like, freaking out because everything that they know is like come and gone and like what are they supposed to do now they're just running for their lives it's like no it's like two chicks are just like whatever world's over i know right let's go shopping and shoot guns and kick ass and fuck dudes and blow up shit and like whatever and in the meantime there's all these like little everything should be yeah like it's like part george a romero film like part like 80s rom-com uh part like science fiction apocalyptic like yeah. deal it's it's got it all it's got something that tickles every bone in my boner or whatever yes. i'm all about it i was all about night of the comet and it's hard for me to get behind anything that's like not rated r that's like something as silly as this know, because i'm this like movie rated it's peach 13 is it really yeah 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 and the thing is like um with some of the Others like uh, you know the last black exploitation film that we did, Sugar Hill, is just like if it's gonna be this hokey, it better be bloody or it better be like nudie or it yeah. better be like crazy. And this kind of achieves that. Like it's kind, of, it's not really bloody at all. It's not really like nobody gets naked or anything like that. Also but it's like, it's just that fun. A lot of it, like it's fun and nothing, nothing sucks. Nothing you know, sucks. It's not like yeah. you know, there's things that, like you can love, and I love a lot of movies where it's like, oh, the acting sucks, but the visuals are really cool. Mm-hmm. The story is interesting. Where I feel this movie is like, it's consistently entertaining. It's visually looks dynamite. Yeah. Uh, the actors in it are all charismatic, uh, and you can just like you can really have fun with it. Well, but, something yeah. as simple as just like, all right, so what do they do? Like they hear something on the radio station, they go to the radio station, and then they just like hang out there for a bit. It's like, what if? Tron on cocaine opened up a radio station and you're I'd just like there yeah right it's like that's yeah like they're taking advantage of every such every single situation that they put these characters in it's like what can we do like to lay over this brick dust and like clothing it's like how about uh, acrylic nails like just something <laughs> like that and you're just like all right what if like you know the mom's a bitch and it's just like yeah well, she slaps her daughter what if she punches her daughter oh, it's and it's just like and she's fucking the next door neighbor while her husband is fighting overseas and it's just like what and it's like yeah i also love the fact that you know like it's funny because you think about that like the whole like the fact that you're talking about their father as a a green beret in most movies you would expect that in the final scene he would show up yeah do you know what i mean to rescue them out of whatever and like the dad and green berets and and that actually never happens like they they solve their own fucking shit and they also kind of don't care their dad's probably dead (laughs) <laughs> they don't care. They don't care that anybody's They dead. only are just like, fuck, I'm bored and I want to get laid. Yeah. And then even with uh, Reggie, like, she found out her sister died and she's like, no shit. And then, like, she sees him like, I thought you were dead. Like, I'm not. Like, okay. And you're like, yeah. Like, that's the movie I want to watch. <laughs> and it's like with, like, post-apocalyptic sci-fi or anything of, like, that insane of a nature. Like, I'm really not going in there to be like, Oh, well, you know, I didn't like that movie because it didn't feel real. It's like, well, guess what? It fucking wasn't. Like, I don't understand when people, like, go and watch these science fiction movies and they're like, 
wasn't realistic. It's like, it, my, it's science fiction. <laughs> my favorite complaint, and this movie, there's a lot of other things you can complain about, but I remember when Tim Burton's remake of Planet of the Apes came out, Ooh. and I uh, worked with someone who was like, yeah, that movie was so stupid. Like, Mark Wahlberg, like, his, like he's like there, but he like never goes more than a five o'clock shadow. That his five o'clock shadow was that was where the suspension of disbelief yeah. ended, I'm even though it, it was called Planet of the Fucking Apes. Yeah, there were ape people, but it was his facial hair that totally that threw me off. Spoiled it. I know that'd be great if that like sixth place thing like wait, he didn't just go to seventh. I'm out. Yeah, I can't even. I can't do neither comment. I like know. what happened to sixth place to seventh I place? Know, that that was it. So yeah. yeah, no, I'm all on board. It's like. If you're going to go crazy, go crazy. These go to 11. I want you to spinal tap this motherfucker. And uh, that's exactly what this movie did. And it just, it just worked. And I'm, it's just like with movies like this with such a small budget and stuff, like I always get like a little bit jealous because I'm like, fuck, I wish I did that. You know, I wish I, like whatever. But it's also like, it's been long enough and it was a hit. Yeah. And it had its run on cable. Sure. And it's been forgotten by now. Like, I've never even heard of it because it, it was just a movie that missed really, me by a couple years. It really disappeared for a long time because there was a point, like, I saw a lot as a kid and I always remembered it fondly. Like, I was like, oh, I watched it a lot and I, I would think about it a lot. But then uh, it was hard. I remember even when I worked years ago, like, at the toy store, I remember a coworker, like, ended up finding a copy of it on VHS and they were like, oh my God, it's not the comment. I'm like, oh my God, I've always loved that movie. It's crazy, and then uh, it was really hard, and it wasn't until uh, Shout Factory put out a Blu-ray a few years ago, and then I was like, oh, holy shit, the oh. had a comment, and then I ended up like getting it, and it was like, that was like, yeah, it was it was a big deal. And it's like, you know, it was totally one of those movies, as much as I like to kind of, uh, you know, give the side glance to, you know, all the like 80s nostalgia. The Goonies. It's the, stuff, yeah, like yeah. all of that. Like, I mean, it's like, fine, like, I love those movies at the time, but I'm like, I don't need this as an adult. This movie... Uh, you know, had that, but it, it never got played out for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's still really fun to watch. And I think I, I appreciate it even more now than I did then. And I never even saw it as a kid. And yeah. I saw it for the first time as a 32-year-old man the other day, and it worked. And it Excellent. just kept working. Um, it was interesting, yeah, how Shout Factory put that out on Blu-ray, because I rented this film on Amazon Prime, and usually when you rent films that are over like a year old, they're always like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. And for some reason, this was six bucks. Oh shit! And I'm like, huh? That's weird. And maybe it's just like, I don't know what you know. After the Cindy Lauper thing or whatever, it's like maybe like the rights of this film is so insane that even Amazon has to like bump up the charge a little maybe. bit for you to rent it, or maybe it's so obscure they they don't include it in their one ninety nine deal. But um. Any it's a movie cool? so late so you could have gone to movie madness and I'm sure you could have rented it for like two bucks. I know. I would have just I honestly would have just went over there. I always think about that place uh too, but now that you gave me your password to Filmstruck, I'm like, well I know. I gotta fly Everyone should have these. Filmstruck. Filmstruck, Filmstruck. Whatever kind filmstruck. of movies you like, like you'll find things. Oh my god. That Mario Bava little fifteen minute documentary, like explaining that was so good. Like oh, all their yeah. little like side documentaries. Um speaking of like little special features. Any good special features from uh, this there's film? Still, I think there's like interviews. It's funny because the last time when I, I just rewatched this the other night and I didn't dig through any of the special features. So I don't really remember. But uh, I know when I first got it, I dug through a lot of it. But I think a lot of it, uh, yeah, this little thing. Just the cast there. and crew remembers. Yeah, I mean, it's just stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So nothing that um, is super memorable. But yeah, it was good. Good. Well, fuck. That wraps it up. This is a good one. It's been a while since we've done this format. Usually when we watch the film together, we kind of 
I think it kind of takes away from the podcast because we're riffing as we're watching the movie. So now to like sit down and just like spit it out. Like, I don't know if I'm sure I'm talking all on top of you like most of the time. But it's like the energy. Like, I just like, after watching a movie like this, I'm just like going to bed like, I fucking can't wait to talk about this shit. (laughs) But it's just like, and then we like, we always get together before we uh, start recording a podcast and we like chit chat about our like shitty lives for like an hour and then we get to the business. We convince. So, uh,. No, I'm, I'm glad we got down to brass tacks tonight with this flick, and I can't wait to see what's in store for the finale I know. of the post-apocalyptic sci-fi. Like every single genre that we cover in our blocks now, like I always want more, but I think four is a good place to stop, and maybe we can revisit it some other time. Oh, yeah. But, There'll be little things that'll probably peek, peek through here and there, but it's good. I like doing this. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's... you. Uh, after fucking Soylent Green, this and the Time Machine, I don't know what you're going to end it with uh, because yeah. it, it's it's got some. Uh, if these are the opening acts, <laughs> man, that's a follow that uh, shit. Yeah, I know. I feel like I it's know. like Jimi Hendrix opening up for the Monkees all over again. <laughs> and the Monkees are like, now we play. Fuck that. I'm not I playing. I know. I know. Uh, music nerd joke. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> Until then, just keep it purely casual. Purely casual.